Hey there. It's time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed. And it's time for Sean. It's time for part two of Geeksters. And welcome to episode 254, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Okay, when we last left, uh, part one, I was going to talk about video games. Yes. <laughs> um, couple things. Yeah. Number one, um, I had the code for the, I'm a PlayStation 4 owner. Mm. Sean R510, if you want to add me as a friend. <laughs> um, but I was playing the Call of Duty beta this week. Okay. The, uh, PlayStation owners have two weekends, this weekend and next weekend, to play Call of Duty World War Two. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I uploaded it, and I played it. I played it for about, maybe about an hour. It's Call of Duty. I, I, I wish I could say it looked great. Yes. Um, it, but it's it's multiplayer, and it's Call of Duty, and I would get my ass handed to me. You're like, a noob. I, I was a noob. Like <laughs> The next day, a person came into work and, and my job, and he was talking that he... It was a Saturday. It started on a Friday. He was already at the max level of 20. All right. Within a day. Yeah. I just barely hit level two in <laughs> the hour that I played. Right. The hour that I played. <laughs> Here's a guy who played, but he plays Call of Duty a lot. I don't. Right. I'm like, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm that, am I that incapable of doing multiplayer? I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of my, I don't, my head's wired differently. I'm just like, I played it, and it was enjoyable, like, when I got a kill, but it was definitely like when you, at the end of the game, I was playing like death matches, like, hey, you got two kills and 11 deaths. I'm yeah. like, <sighs> welcome to level, welcome to level one, noob. Yeah. I just, and we were talking about it, I was like, I wish they had a better rating system where it was like, okay, you know what? Like, it should be, I feel like multiplayer games should be like elementary school. Uh-huh. Okay. When you start up the game, you're a noob. You're level one, barely. Yeah. You should be playing with other level one characters. Right. Like, like you and I, like, you'd be a noob, I'd be a noob. Yeah. You and I are, are playing against each other or with each other in the same team, whatever. Right. Then when I get to level two or after a certain cap, I then graduate to first grade. Yes. You know, and then I'm playing with the other first graders. And then eventually when I get to level 20, I, I'm now in, like, a senior in high school. And I'm playing with other seniors in high school. Right. I, it's not that way with Call of Duty. It's like, hey, I'm a noob, and I'm here's a guy. People on my team, guys, are level twelve, a guys, are level thirteen. I'm a, a level one and a half at that point. And yeah. I'm like, I'm already playing with other guys that are way better than I am because they've been playing it for so long, and I just, like, I kind of feel intimidated. Is the best way I put it. Yeah, it, it is. It's intimidating because I know when I play Star Wars Battlefront, it's the same way. Like, like I am. Uh, there, there's a guy who's by Bear Killer Two Thousand. He's be, I, I, I don't know how we became friends, and I, I'm not, I appreciate him adding me to his list of, of friends, and I, right. you know, kind of thing. But he constantly plays this game. Like I hit updates on my phone when he's playing, right? And I'm like, does this guy have a job? Because like, literally, like in the <laughs> afternoon, you know, I'm at work. He might be like a teenager, right? That has no job and he's still living at home, but he and that's all he plays, right? And and it's like, and I, I more power to him if he can do that. Great, you know, like if you could, you can 
put that much time and effort into something and, and get enjoyment out of it, yeah. great. You know, I'm like, I'm all for it, you know, because that's that's the whole point of this. The whole know? point of life is to have fun. Right. And and that's great. But you you go after a while, you go, like, I really don't want to play with this guy because he'll see how horrible it's, I am. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It is. Because, you know, it's like I get like maybe two, three kills if I'm lucky. And sometimes it might have been a stray bullet that I shot. Right. Someone. Or how many assists do you get because you shot a guy down and then he kills you and someone comes and walks by and finishes him off for you. And you're like, I got the assist. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I mean, the last game I did play, I was proud of myself because I think I had like three kills. Mm-hmm. But two of them were the Kingslayer, which is the guy who had the, the hot spot. He was the number one spot. Mm. I killed him twice. And I was like, all right. But then there's a thing. I, I got to pay more attention to what pops up because apparently there is like a, you know, if the same guy kills you a couple times, he becomes like a nemesis for you. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, but I just want to have fun. Like, I, I don't want to be any, I don't want him to be my nemesis. But that's, that makes it worse, though. It's like they, they like I, I don't like the fact they have your name above your right. head. So they like they see who killed you, you know, right. that kind of thing. So now it's like, motherfucker got me. I'm going to get him over and over and over again. Like, it's my mission now to fuck your game over. Yeah. To be that asshole because it's like you killed me once and I'm the king. Right. I'm going to ruin the rest of this game for you. Yeah. And it was weird because I think my f- second game, my second match, a guy had his mic on, and I don't know what I'm assuming he was my team, yeah, you know, because it's the only way I can hear him. This guy did nothing but bitch and complain about everybody else, mm-hmm. like it was like, uh, yeah, and just it was like this guy did not seem like he was having fun, he was uh, whining, he was bitching. I mean, he, see, I don't know how bad or how good he was because I can't, I'm not gonna keep track of other people's stats, I'm too busy trying to stay alive, Ed. yeah, you know. And but the guy was just nonstop bitching. He's like, like when he would get it, like a, get killed, it was like a cheap shot. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, it's a fucking game. Like I almost feel like grabbing my headphones, putting it on, going to my and go, dude, chill out. It's just a fucking game. Yeah. But then they'd be like, oh, what do you fucking know? You know about it? And yeah. like, your mother's a whore. You know, I want to skull fuck you. You fucking piece of shit. I'm like, and peace be unto you, my brother. Like you. Know, <laughs> You just be overly nice to him. <laughs> yes. Like, why would you do that, sir? I all I did was just say, relax, breathe. It's just a game. It's all for pleasure. Life is a bowl of pleasure. You know, <laughs> dude, you fucking fuck. Oh, sir, why? Like, you know, just <laughs> really annoy him. Kill him a kindness. Like, feel like just have a lot of people just laugh at me. Um, I just, I did that, but then I also I spent ten bucks. I, I had to, on a bard's tail. Okay. Okay, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it. This game is, is pretty... It's a classic. I, I have actually for the PS2. I added for the PS2, and I played it, and I liked it. But it was kind of like one of those games to me. I don't know if this is the way it is now, but it's like you you got to find something. You know, I forget what it was. Yeah, well, you're and, a bard, so you got to find songs and tunes and stuff like that. But, but then it's like you go to somebody and you go, okay, I want, I want this. Well, if uh-huh. you go to so-and-so... That's the whole point of the game because the game makes fun of the whole quest system. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> when you watch the trailer, it's you and your dog, and there's a fork in the road, and one fork says, like, be a hero, and the other one underneath it says, you know, treasure and booty. Like, you know, like, tre- you know, and and the guy's standing there, and he's dreaming about being a hero, and then he dreams about the busty barmaid that you're going to talk to, and he's like, 
I'm taking that road. Like, I don't want to be a hero. I just want the money. Yeah. And so, like, the whole game, like, he's tired of being the rat slayer. So he's like, it's and the voice is by Carrie L. Hughes, the guy from the from Princess Bride, and mm. also um, Robin, Robin Hood, Robin Hood Men, Men, yeah. And they remastered it, and it's like it was ten bucks. I'm like, you know what? For ten bucks, I remember, I remember, I've never finished a game. The game's like twenty to thirty hours. Mm. I remember for ten bucks, I'm, I'm ten bucks invested in that game because yeah. I remember playing it being fun. Like there's a zombie dance number. Like you know, <laughs> they sing and they make fun of you, and you gotta find like loot, like um, a loot to play, or mm. like the harpsichord and stuff like that. And you're you based upon your music ability, and it's like I mean, not you're not actually playing anything, but it's the parody of the role playing game that I like. It's like in the when they go through like the ratings and stuff, it's like it, one of the things was like if Mel Brooks and Mighty Python made it a video game the Bard's Tale would be it yeah cause, cause it's very tongue in cheeky and very like there's a, there's a busty barmaid and you're ta- you, your your characters are like in a first person perspective mm-hmm. and it's a cutscene. so like you're talking to this girl's talking to you and you're like looking and looking and all of a sudden the camera just slowly pans down to look at her cleavage <laughs> and then she says something he's like what what and his head bobs back up to look at her in her face and she starts talking again and his head slowly starts going back down <laughs> and so I'm like oh my god I, like I was like oh so much fun you know so I, I bought that I didn't get a chance to play it yet because uh, i busy I've also been still doing Mass Effect too because I could tell I promised Stacey that I would finish a game before I pick up another one right so I know she's not here, so rules are off. You know, like, <laughs> she's not watching. So I might play a Bard's Tale. Like, oh, look at me being a rebel. <laughs> the warden has left. The inmates are running the asylum. Exactly. So I was like, but I got really sucked into Mass Effect. And I'm half-heartedly playing it, though. And not because I don't find the game interesting, because I like it. I like it a lot. I've always liked the Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. But it's the behind-the-scenes stuff that makes me not want to play the game anymore because the last update patch that they did, they made the announcement that this will be the final patch. There's going to be, there's going to be no extra content coming out mm-hmm. anytime at all because the development team and the publisher, which is Activision and BioWare, aren't getting along. So they basically killed Mass Effect Andromeda. No. There's not going to be any more sequels. There's not going to be... They, they basically Mass Effect Andromeda whoever's having the pissing match because I think it's Activision really because most of the people who started designing the game were like fuck you we're done we're, we're off mm. and they made they're making another game the people who started Mass Effect made a brand new game that's kind of like Mass Effect meets Destiny so I'm like oh you sons of bitches I'm gonna have to look into that one <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what a whore Destiny is for me yes. you know especially when I got <laughs> Destiny 2 coming out like in two weeks <laughs> I like can't get any sleep because I'm playing Destiny. Like, uh. So I'm like, I'm trying to muscle through Mass Effect a little bit, but normally I'm the kind of guy to be like, oh, side quest, side quest. Like, there's uh, like additional stuff that you have to do. Mm. It's not part of the major major mission. And I usually do those. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, you know what? I think I'm just gonna pass on that one. I'll just like the mining stuff. You can mine for minerals and stuff like that that like you could for the first one except now you're on the actual planet surface to do it okay and when, you know say hey this place is great for mining and I'll check it out and I'll throw a couple of things in but I'm not sucking the land dry to get more points to be able to research and develop stuff because mm. I'm like I got the armor I wanted which is the N7 armor that I actually bought instead of made because I found a, I found a, a 
a guy who was selling it. And I'm like, let me just buy it. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to buy it. I got the money. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> it's like, I'm a baller. The, I'm a baller. In a I got the cashier you got. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, wait, wait, that's it. Let me sell my salvage. Let me buy this, 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 this. And then here's some mods that I don't use. Um, I'm a level, like, whatever the mods are. I'm now on the, like, the mod five or whatever it would be. So I'm like, well, I got one, two, one through four and like a dozen of them. So I'm just going to sell them and they want to own me money, but I still get the armor that I want. And I'm like, because I'm a baller. What, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm spending money on stupid shit. Like I'll go to a vendor and if they have, you drive a nomad on the land mm. and they have paint jobs as well as like accessories. So I'm buying every single paint job I can. Doesn't matter. I'm probably never going to buy it. I'm never going to use it. Like at first, for pre-ordering, I got the um, the platinum and the gold skin, like so. I'm a real bolo, what, what? <laughs> but they were boring. They were they weren't interesting enough. So then <laughs> I just picked up like a midnight black one. I'm like, that's mine now. I'm just that's all I'm gonna do. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna wear. I'm just gonna, my my nomads gonna be painted black, jet black all the time. I don't care. Oh look, there's like a N7 skin which is like black and red. I'll buy that. Never gonna use it. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Got what it. What? 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 Got, <laughs> Making it rain. Oh man, you got that that incentive skin, man. It's uh, blue and blue and white, man. It looks great. It's awesome. Yeah, I got it. Ain't using it. Fuck you. I'm all you know, I'm all jet black. <laughs> looks good with my black and seven armor. <laughs> I style and profiling. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing since Stacy's been gone. Now now since she told me that she's probably going to be stranded there for like the next week. You know, she's supposed to come back Tuesday, but because the airports are closed until Wednesday, she might not make it out to town until Thursday or Friday at the earliest. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, well, Sean's got a little bit more time to either mass effect or maybe I'll start the Bard's Tale. I don't know. <laughs> Caution to the wind. It's not like she's going to walk in. Well, she's not like she downloads the episode. She's not going to walk in and go, did you play mass effect? Did you play Bard's Tale? Oh, nothing. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I heard the podcast. You can't fool me. I play a little Bart's Tale. Just wait. You know, oh, video game boobs. Is that what you did while I was away? Yes. <laughs> I also had sex with a blue alien too. A Mass Effect. You know. Or actually, right now I'm working on that. <laughs> don't judge Get me. my game on. Get, don't judge me. I'm balling. Look at my skin on my Nomad. Chicks are just throwing it at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that suit of armor. It's purple. It's black with a little dark purple highlight. Look at me balling. What? what? <laughs> I got some extra credits for you, baby. Go get yourself something nice. <laughs> it's video game currency. I know, but it's the thought that counts, babe. Now I'm just saying that if I had, if I was wealthy in the video game in the real world, I'd be breaking you off a couple too. <laughs> Cause I love you. <laughs> I just it's it's crazy. Like so now I guess that's what I probably want. Like I'm off Tuesday, like as I said earlier. Yeah. So I'll probably run out to the get uh, Harley the Har Batman Harley Quinn thing still book. Probably I think I've already decided to the still book. Come back. I'm not even gonna watch it. I'll wait till Stacy comes home, and then uh, I'll probably mass affect it. Oh, I also did start watching a new TV show. Did you? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, after I got done def the def Defenders, um, I think it's an ABC show. It's called The Good Life. Okay. It stars Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. 
Oh, right. right okay. okay. I'm having a hard time watching this one. Oh. I like Kristen Bell. I like Danzig. Premise of this movie, the show is pretty good. She dies. She's in the good place. Yeah. There's a good place, bad place. And how they judge how you are, where you go, it's, been, it's a karma system. Right. Everything you do good, you get positive points. Everything you do bad, you get negative points. So when the time comes and you de- you're dead, if you are a positive points, you go to the good place. If you're negative points, you go to the bad place. Like, like uh, football players, actors, they're all in the bad place because giving the impression that they're selfish people. Yeah. So they're always doing bad stuff. Where she is told that she did, you know, some um, work with like children's disenfranchised children, third world countries, blah, blah, blah. So she did more positive stuff. So now she's in a good place. Only problem is there's a mistake. She doesn't belong there. She's pretty a self centered, shallow kind of a person. Okay. So she doesn't know that. And that when you get there, you're pair, paired with your soulmate. Her soulmate is a guy who's an ethics professor. Right? right, and she comes out and she's like, "Well, you're my soulmate, so you're never telling me, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I'm not supposed to be here." It's Ted Danson's first time creating a town. He finally got allowed to be, and I don't know what the mess up, where the screw up is. He designs the good place. Okay, it's his first time designing it. I guess the powers of be said, "It's your it's turn." Time, right. So he's all happy about it, and it, it's like how good you were in life. It depends on what kind of place you get. So like, she's got a nice little cute little place, but she. It's got like clown paintings. She's like, I fucking hate clowns, you know. But and her next door neighbor lives in this huge mansion because the woman, who's a real snot, real snobbish woman, did all these pl- party plans for like low pa- income housing, and she's supposed to be her soulmate is this monk who doesn't say anything. I'm only like four episodes in, but it's tough because the neighbor's really annoying, like really snobbishly annoying. Yeah. So I'm like, well, she's doing a real good job because I can't stand her. And Kristen Bell is like, you can't say, like, what she would say, fuck it. She says it, but it comes out freak. Yeah. You know, and she, yeah, I'm a real ash hole. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, it's cute, but it's not enough to kind of suck me in. Hey. Um, um, we'll go to the news next, and then uh, we'll call it a night. All right. All right. All right. So, yes, like I said, I'm, um, the news. Yes. Um, okay. This is going to be a little different because I'm using my phone. Okay. So I'm just going to go through the stuff that I pulled for the week. Okay. All right. First off, Ed, the Joker movie. The Joker movie. There's a Joker movie coming, right? Yes. Apparently, um, sources tell Variety that War Dogs and Hangover director Todd Phillips is in talks to co-write and direct an untitled movie centered on the origins of the most iconic Batman villain, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Get this. Martin okay. Scorsese, or Scorsese, depends on what <laughs> decade you're in, yeah. is in talks to have some sort of a role in the film, but currently unknown what that role will be. Yes. Um. Well, I mean, he could be, if he's, he could be a producer, he could even be an actor. He's done some acting stuff, too. Okay. Um, the yet-to-be-announced new banner under DC Comics would give the studio an opportunity to expand the canon with unique story angles that aren't included in the current cinematic universe. Um, let's see. Scott Silver would join Phillips as a co-writer on the film, mm-hmm. which will delve into what took what it took for the Joker to become a mastermind criminal. Sources say the story will take place in the 80s and have more of a gritty crime drama look than a comic book movie look. Okay. Which had a lot to do with getting Scorsese's commitment to the project. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto 
most recently played the Clown Prince of Crime in Suicide Squad, is likely to reprise that role in Suicide Squad 2, but will not be featured in this film as Phillips will look to cast someone else. Best known for his comedian uh, comedies like the Hangover franchise. He previously had the Gambler remake at Paramount. Um, I... <laughs> well, I read a different, slightly different article on oh, okay. this. So I, uh, I, what did you read? It was, it was basically that, but they were talking about like uh, what. There's actually a few articles kind of based around this whole what you're right, what you're mentioning. I'm, the one thing that the, that fans are saying it's now calling they're 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 giving it its own name. It's called DC Elseworlds. It's going to be one-off stories that they're going okay. to develop characters that have nothing to do with the DC extended universe, universe right now. So you could have a different Superman, or you could have a different uh, Wonder Woman, you know, char- actors or actor playing those characters. And and just do a, like a one off story about those. That, that's dangerous, you know. And that's the thing; it's, it gets cut to that that line where you're like, "Well, that's kind of crazy." Now, I did hear in the article the the other article that I was reading about the the story about the Joker movie is the fact that Jarlito could play could it's a he's a top contender to play because he's also going to do Suicide Squad and also be in the uh, Sirens movie with uh, right. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Right, so it's a possibility that he could be in, the, but by having him cast in that role would make it part of the DC extended universe. Well, it's the same. They, they, well, they, 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 they. That's what they want to kind of claim. Is the fact is, is that that won't happen. Like it's just a one-off story of how Joker got his like kind of start in the criminal world in a way. And well, see, that's a problem it. for me. Yeah, I mean, okay, not because of Jared Leto, but because of you already have kind of rocky ground to start off with with your. DC Universe. Okay. Okay. Like, you're kind of, it's kind of like, um, I would say, like a movie ADD. It's like, hey, here's a Superman movie. Here's a Batman Superman movie. They're all together. Here's a Justice League movie. But then also got this other Batman movie coming out. And we got this Joker movie coming out. They don't, but they're not involved in this world. It's like, as a film viewer, as I would think that for the most part, I think people generally get most of their movie knowledge, most of their comic book knowledge now from movies. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yes. Because people will still sit there and go, will not be like, oh, Joe Chill didn't kill Batman's parents. It was Jack Napier. Waka waka, because that's what I saw from the first Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Now I read an article too that someone's doing, um, they're doing a twist on the Joker being the hero and Batman being the villain. Mm-hmm. And that somehow his name is going to be Jack Napier. Okay. So it's like, well, now you're now you're just feeding into this frenzy of you're taking the Tim Burton universe, which had not, very little to do with the comic book universe. You just and he just did it as a plot point device to connect Batman to Joker. Mm-hmm. Now you want to throw that name into the mix of the comic book world, and it's like even though he's kind of temporarily been in there, in and out, mm-hmm. it's never been set in stone. And now you're going to try to set it in stone. Even though it's it's I think it's called Batman Metal or Metal Batman I forget what it's called. <laughs> um, I, I to to kind of to kind of compound what you're saying about like other spinoff movies. There was another article that Matt Reeves was told that the Batman movie mm-hmm. is not part of the extended universe. Okay. Okay. Um, I do have a follow because I know right now a bunch of people are rolling their eyes because there is a follow up to this, but I'll, I got to paint the whole picture. Okay. I mean, like, what, what, I'm just going to explain a little bit more what I read about the whole thing. Is the okay. fact is, is that they, 
when you're talking about the Batman like being its own kind of entity, they're kind of doing it like the same way as Fox did it with the X-Men and, and Wolverine. Well, the Wolverine movies were separate to itself. They were never any part of the X-Men universe. These were just stories about Wolverine doing it. So that's what they kind of do want to do with these other characters in the DC universe. Is the fact is they want to do that kind of same stylization. Yeah, but the problem with that is, is that while the Wolverine movies weren't directly related to the X-Men movies, they made mention about them in the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're kind of, it's like Warner Brothers didn't really get what Fox was doing with, the, with like, okay, you can have Wolverine Origins, but then you have, like, then you do The Wolverine, mm-hmm. and then you do Logan, mm-hmm. and it's, you still have Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Right. So then he's linked in with those X-Men movies mm-hmm. by default, by having Patrick Stewart yes. in them. So I, I think, like, like, I just think it's just weird. I, again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, an entertainment consumer, yeah. so I'll see any movie that they put out if, it looked, if the trailer looks good. <laughs> but here's the article that I found about the Batman. Um, whether or not, Ben, this is from comicbook.com, so take it for what it's worth. Batman, whether or not Ben Affleck is Batman, the character's uh, film, the Batman, may not be reliant on the rest of the DC Extended Universe. Despite Warner Brothers launching a connected cinematic universe for its Justice League characters to coexist and intersect, it appears a new direction for those heroes will be one which offers standalone universes and stories where the continuity of each may not affect each other. Mm Mm-hmm. In a recent interview, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, revealed he was pitched a standalone film as it being an isolated approach to Gotham's Dark Knight. Uh, he says, when they, took, when they approached me, what they said was, look, it's a standalone. This isn't part of the extended universe, Reeves said, to the business podcast, said on the business podcast in July. Um, for Reeves, it's all about being able to tell his own story for the film, with the film. I'm totally fine not doing Batman. It's not like I want to do any version of Batman. I want to do my version of Batman. And if that and if that's exciting to them, which so far they've talked about is, that's that's incredibly exciting because it means, wow, we're going to do something we're all excited about. If they're not, that's completely their prerogative, he says. Um, it's their franchise. They own the characters. They're going to spend a tremendous amount of money. I'm not asking anyone to do what they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves says he's looking to take a personal approach with the film. Uh, he's making clear and uh, will require complete creative control and won't be forced to become a, pro- a piece of the greater DC Extended Universe puzzle. Here's another quote: "Look, I'm just starting Batman because literally War for the Planet because literally War for the Planet of the- literally War for the Planet of the Apes, as I just said, we finished about a week ago, and now we're publicizing it." He said, "Comic Book News, ComicBook.com in June." So we haven't begun on the Batman. For me, it's always important to try to find a personal way in. In that way, I do feel like I, I can I relate to actors. It's about understanding emotionally the way something is. I see this parallel between Caesar and Batman, really, with Caesar is the character from the Planet of the Apes, yeah. for those people who don't know. Right. Um, it's the idea of these characters who are grappling with their own struggle and trying to do right in an imperfect world. And so I really do relate to that kind of idea. Um, on Tuesday, the ground nearly shook when Deadline revealed the standalone Joker origin story film was on its way. Um, <laughs> uh, see, and then to back that up, 
Matt Reeves, a couple days later, um, I don't have the article, but I, I, I should have saved it, and I forgot why I didn't. I might have been just busy. Um, <laughs> basically kind of said, like, what did I miss? Like, because apparently the internet was like, what? Ben Affleck's out as Batman. Which, again, with the all recent, with Casey Affleck saying yeah. something, and then this one, everyone's, like, throwing their hands up going, we knew it. Ben Affleck is no longer be Batman. Now, some people are really pissed off about that. Some people are really happy about that. Ultimately, like, it, it caused an uproar. Problem was, is that Matt Reeves was like, no, no, hold on. Ben Affleck's still my Batman. Yeah. He's, he's slow your roll. <laughs> um, however, there has been a casualty in the, Han, in the Han Solo movie. Okay. Okay? To switch gears from Batman to Star Wars. Yeah. Well, um, before you switch gears, yes. I, I want to say oh, something. I'm sorry. I'm going to say something that's probably going to be hated, and I don't care. <laughs> Welcome to my world. We don't need another Batman movie. I mean, I'd like to see Ben Affleck as Batman. Don't get me wrong. I right. enjoy Ben Affleck being Batman. I liked him in the two, well, the one iteration I've seen so far and the trailer. <laughs> Right. Let's put it that way, okay? Okay. I'm going to go see Justice League, so I'll, so I'll see two iterations of him being Batman. Right. But you get to a point where you go, there's <laughs> six movies besides the Suicide Squad stint and now Justice League before him that we've seen Batman. Seven. Sorry, seven. I forget. I always forget Clooney. Uh, <laughs> for, for obvious right now, Clooney's going. Right now, Clooney, right now, Clooney's always going. That's all right. I forget it, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where that was Batman so, so you go you go. how much Batman do we need and I know some Batman fans are like we don't have enough Batman I don't have enough Batman yeah, I want right. Batman and everything if I could have if I could have Batty O's for my breakfast I'd eat it yeah. <laughs> and there was a there was some bats back in the day yes um, but I'm, I'm, I'm I, it's just like I, I, they you, you you have to get a new version of Batman and that's the thing like like we got Christopher Nolan's Batman we got like three different storytellings of him okay and you go okay you, you, you thanks Christopher you're great you know like the, pat him on the head and you move just smack on the back of the head and move along yeah okay right, yeah. you did your job thank you you know kind of thing we had the two first versions with uh, 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 Tim Burton and you know and I appreciate those as well you know kind of thing and then of course Joel Schumacher took over for the next two and you go yeah. <laughs> but you go, you know what was Batman. So, you know, right, like, I'm, right. I was in, you know. So now we're going to get another one. And you go, what can they tell? Like, what what new personal story can they tell us? Okay. You know, people who've read the comics, who've seen all the movies, who've seen all the shows. What new iteration of Batman can we get? Allow me to retort and <laughs> counterpoint this, okay? You're not going to shoot me in the face, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I would argue, not argue, but more so kind of slap this down the table on the Marvel side of the fence. Okay. How many times have you seen Tony Stark in a, in a, in a Marvel movie? Almost all of them. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. But we're getting, we're, we're not getting a point where they're rebooting Tony Stark. We're not we're getting a new Iron Man movie, Iron Man 1, with a new... Tony okay, Stark. I, I see what you're saying is that so far every iteration of Batman had its own origin story, its own stories, mm-hmm. and then it's ended at some point. Right. The, the Marvel Cinematic Tony Stark has, is, has been Robert Downey Jr. since Iron Man 1, Two, eight, two 2008, until now, yeah. Until now. So he's been basically Iron Man for the last 10 years. Yes. Or coming up to 10 years. Right. It's a good job. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, I think... 
a lot of people are looking at that model going because he became like the face. He became like the, the the face of Marvel movies, being the the he was the cheerleader, right? Um, you know, which is great because I think he's he's charismatic enough to be able to kind of propel like, oh, I want to see Civil War. Wait, wait, I don't want to see it. Oh, to Robert Downey Jr. I'm going to go see it. Spider Man, Robert Downey Jr. Now, keep in mind, it's all interconnected. So if he's going to be the glue that sticks, so be it. Mm-hmm. Right now, DC is, they don't have a glue to keep everything together. Exactly. You know, like you had, you first, you would think it would be Superman because you started off with Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. But then you switched it to Batman v Superman and then you kill off Superman, spoiler. Yeah. You kill off Superman by the end of that movie and then it turns into Batman kind of being the glue. But then Wonder Woman comes out and then it's a hit, huge hit. Everyone mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, now all of a sudden you're starting to see the trailers where she now looks like the glue to the the like you seem to from what I've seen it seems like you're they're switching because glue. they because they can't they they can't keep their dollars they they can't hold on to their money that's the thing like that's their thesis problem they can't hold on to their money apparently because they go all right we 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 threw money at Superman and look where that got us right we threw money at Batman V Superman had two huge right icons in the movie right. and look what happened to that now we have wonder woman nobody you know and they were like well it should be a hundred million dollar movie and it did it and they were right. like and i i swear to god i i swear to you i, you don't, I don't think they would actually thought that they were gonna they said they were gonna make a hundred million dollars right. and they made hundred million dollars but in their minds they're in their heads are, there's no way this is gonna make a fucking hundred million dollar movies they're, they're they, they 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 flop their dick on the on the on the desk and go one of them's gonna be great, and they go, "Yeah, I really have no confidence in this movie right, at all." Because marketing was not there, right? There was nothing, it was just like there's no Wonder toys, Woman. there's no like, there's right. no major things of Wonder Woman to give it a, a a positive push forward. And you go, "Boy, they really have no faith in this movie." And it comes out, and then all of a sudden they go, "Wait, what? How much?" You go, right? Fuck! You know, like, let's get the, let's switch this all around. Let's get this Justice League. Right, and because now it's like, oh wait, she's hot. Let's throw money at that, and yeah. now we'll we'll do twenty five million dollars in reshoots for. Justice League, and then, oh, uh, wait, Her- Henry Cavill's got a mustache? We can digitalize that out. We'll just throw more money at the problem. Yeah. We need, because the Zack Snyder stuff that we saw already, we don't like, because Wonder Woman's not in it enough, so you know, we'll get Joss Whedon, and then we'll throw money at it, $25 million for reshoots, and then we'll tailor made a movie to hit all the stuff that's popular with the kids now. Yes. Uh, you know, rather than being a trendsetter, they're they're being a trend follower. Yes, and it's just like, what like what we're gonna get in this Justin League movie? I have no idea, and that's right. the thing. Like, like I'm 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 curious to see this movie. Like at first, I was like, ooh, Justice League. I'm finally like, great. I'm like, yeah, excited, I, and then I, I see trailer after trailer after trailer, and I'm like. Oh, I can't stand Aquaman, man. Like, he's getting my nerves. Like that whole crashing through the building and surfing on that bad guy. Like, and the like, hair flip at the end. Yeah, it's like that was terrible. And then I'm like, and then it's just like the him riding on the back car. Like I, like I know Stacy's more Stacey's like get like, off that back car. Stacy's not only pissed at that, but then the the new trailer with um, Cyclops in the bat. I'm going to assume it's the Batwing, right? And he goes, "Don't worry, of it. I'll take care of it." And Alfred's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like she's pissed at that too. She's like. Why do these people know who he is? They, like she's furious, right? <laughs> like you don't get to play with Batman stories ever. <laughs> get off the car. <laughs> but but I mean, it's just like, and the more I saw it, it was just like it. It just seemed more terrible. And I'm like, now I'm like was dreading to see it. And now I'm like they're kind of changing around. I'm like, well, 
I'm more I'm more curious to see it because I think it's going to be a train wreck. Like I think it's just going right. to we're just going to see this huge thing derail right in front of our faces, and we're just going to be like munching on popcorn, going, "This is awesome oh. for the wrong reasons," you know, like, like yeah, I, I, this I, is terrible, but. This is a good terrible. Like, I mean, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, like the Justice League movie is going to be like, it's going to have one tone and all of a sudden it's going to blink and it's going to be a different tone. Yeah. Like, I. I you're uh, going to see a huge change like in the middle of Act 2 or something like yes. that. And you're going to go, what? Like, wait, what, what What happened? You know, like, I think I don't like how they're treating the Flash at all either, too, because it sounds like he's a wuss. Like, he's all I do is run. I run away. Yeah. You know, like, really? Like. That's not the Flash. Like, I've never... I mean, like, I'm not a Flash fan, but I'm like, I've never seen that kind of, like, attitude from him. You know? I, you know, yeah, because Flash was always the beacon of hope. Right. Like, he if, if you had to, like... They're all based loosely on the Greek god myth. Yeah. Those, you yeah. know, Superman being definitely, like, a Zeus-type figure. Mm-hmm. Batman being definitely a Hades-type figure. Wonder right. Woman, obviously, being Wonder Woman. And they're ripped right out of the Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, Flash was Hermes, mm-hmm. you know, the messenger, but he never seemed like in all the iterations I've ever seen him, he was always a character that seemed to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do this. This is going to be, I, I know I can do this. Like, right. he, he was like the, the, almost you might say the glue right. in the Justice League in a way, the heart in a way. He was the shining light of the Justice League yes. as I always looked at it. You yeah. Know? Like, he was the guy that like, he was he was like the cheerleader of the group. Yeah, like and I believe we're doing great. Like he'd be the kind of guy like they'd be all sitting around the Justice League table figuring out how to beat Darkseid, and all of a sudden he zips out and zips back in. He goes, "I got pizza for everybody." Yeah. Gonna, it looks like it's going to be a long night. Yeah. Here's food. You know, like you just kind of like you take. Like I said, I don't know. Like it's it's going to be interesting. I I really. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope like I, will we walk out of that theater and go. Wow, that was really good. Like, I was really shocked. Like, DC really turned it around. Like, Warner Brothers really did something great this time. And you know, and they I mean, I hope so. I mean, took took a lot of erasions. They took a lot of shots, and a lot of them sunk. But this one really hit the mark. I and can, you go, I hope so. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think I didn't bring it to the show because I or because I'm I'm not really. I only like to bring in stuff into the show where I can kind of at least talk about it. And I have something that happened to Joss Whedon and his ex wife. Like posted something that it was best way to describe it from my this, the articles that I read, handfully, was um, Joss Whedon's ex-wife posted on the Whedon his his fan page mm-hmm. that Whedon is a fake feminist and all he does is uses people blah 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 blah. It was a slam piece, yeah, and that kind of like. They were like, wait, what? He's a fake feminist? He's always there? You know, like, she's like, you bought into this kind of, like, he supposedly that he he doesn't really, not really a decent, not as well as a front runner for women's rights as you might think. Mm-hmm. And makes people scratch their head. But then here he is now with the background movie and with, you know, redoing the reshoots because DC's kind of hoping that he'll write the ship a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, I... The only reason I'm bringing this to the show now is because we're just having a conversation. I think- well, the, the thing, though, you got to think about, too, is the fact is, is that, like, he might not be for women's rights uh, directly. Like, he might not be, like, a stand-up and go, women's rights, yeah, you know, kind of thing. Right. But he's the kind of person that knows how to write female roles. Yes. And I think the media takes that kind of information and just feeds on it and keeps writing stuff about it and just pushes into a, a point of view 
that makes him look better. And it's like, what are you going to do? Go, no, no, I'm not really that guy. Like, you know, you're just going to go whatever, whatever you guys say. It's like, I, I have no control over the media. And if they say stuff like, right. You know, paints me in a better picture, then so be it. Like, I'm not going to like stop them, but I'm not going to be, you know, cause you know, I'm not gonna look like an asshole, you know, like, Okay, well, I'm glad I'm glad we're having this conversation because you know I'm going to skip the Star Wars movie. We'll go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you who's on the cutting room floor, because you know we're talking about Joss and we're talking about the you know empowering empowerment of women in superhero roles mm-hmm. or just in sci-fi in general. Mm-hmm. James Cameron okay. came out in an interview. Was he gay? No, wow. that he felt that Wonder Woman is a step backwards for female protagonists. All right, all right, okay. Um, See, it starts off, this is from Variety, okay. so it's a legitimate source. Yes. Uh, in an interview with The Guardian, James Cameron took a different tone um, you know, from the, all the positive feedback that Wonder Woman's been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, he took, he, like I say, he took a different tone, taking aim at the way the iconic superhero played by Gal Gadot was portrayed. portrayed. There's a quote. All of the self-congratulatory back-patting Backpatting Hollywood's been doing over Wonder Woman has been so misguided, he told the, and the outlet in an interview to promote the Terminator 2 Judgment Re- Judgment Day release. Mm-hmm. She's an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same thing. Cameron has been recognized for his female protagonists, including Rose from Titanic, Natiri Zoe Sandala from Avatar, mm-hmm. and perhaps most notably, Sarah Connor from terminator yeah he goes on the quotes to say i'm not saying i didn't like the movie but to me it's a step backwards he continued by saying that sarah connor was not a beauty icon she was strong she was troubled she was a terrible mother and she earned the respect of the audience through pure grit and to me the benefit of characters like sarah is so obvious i mean half the audience is female while Wonder Woman has been generally praised, and the article goes on by Wonder Woman has been generally praised, but for portraying its title character as a powerful, complex female figure, it's received its fair share of criticism too. Uh, director Patty Jenkins addressed those concerns in an interview, uh, telling the um, telling Los Angeles Times that she gets frustrated by people who think that they're fe- that they're defending Wonder Woman by trying to make her lesser. When people get super critical about her outfit. Who's the one getting crazy about what a woman wears? That's who she is. That's Wonder Woman. I want her to look like my childhood fantasy. Mm-hmm. But still, Cameron makes it clear that he continues to be for women being, for all four women being represented in film. Mm-hmm. There are many women in power in Hollywood, and they get to guide and shape what films get made, he said. I think, no, I can account for it. Because how many times do I have to demonstrate the same thing over again? I feel like I'm shouting in a wind towel. Um... <laughs> okay. First off, first off, James, go back and finish and make Avatar fucking two. All right. Let's <laughs> let's get that off the. Let's get like, that on the, the. No one cares about Terminator two anymore. I mean, granted, it's a great movie, but now you did you pull the Lucas and when you back and digitalize some shit that maybe you shouldn't have. Right. All right, we get. There's it. an argument there, but we'll we'll get to right. that in another time. But the thing is, is like like finish your other movies. I mean, like you're screwing Disney. First off, you know, which, Disney, which you know, Disney, you the mouse. Look, Cameron, you can say all the things you want to say, but fuck, we got Avatar Land. Yes, we, we opened it for you. We opened it for you. Now you got to deliver. Yes. If you don't deliver, there's going to be an issue. Because we got to close the fucker. Right. And it's a lot of money for us. You don't want me to have to close anything 
in my fucking park. Because <laughs> if not, there's going to be trouble. Hell to pay. You'll be terminated. <laughs> See what I'm saying there, Cameron? <laughs> Look, I'm not, I don't mean to push any buttons, but judgment day is coming. <laughs> All right? You have a tarted? <laughs> Fix your fucking movies. <laughs> let's, get, let's get those sequels going. Come on. Yeah. There's ain't nothing aliens about it. God. I don't want Avatar Land to sink like the fucking Titanic. <laughs> so get off your ass and fix fucking Avatar 2. <laughs> or else. He here? Anyway, I gotta go back outside and sign some autographs from some kids. Peace out. God bless your family. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... I mean, you're, you're taking this kind of time. I'm like, what the fuck's Avatar 2? I haven't st- I'm, I, I'm, I'll still admit it. I haven't watched Avatar yet. I will watch it when Avatar 2, we see a trailer. I'll be like, oh, fuck. I got to go see Avatar 1 now because Avatar. I got to know what happens. Yeah, you know, I got to find out what happens because I don't want to be lost. When we go, do you see Avatar 2 yet? No, because I didn't see the first one yet. <laughs> you uh-huh. did? you never seen Avatar 1? Well, I mean, to Patty now, the next couple of days later. Um, Patty Jenkins fires back at Cameron. All right. Oh, pissing contest over Wonder Woman criticism. Mm. All right. So, as we said, he's called it a step backwards in a tweet. So, apparently, she couldn't even go into an interview. So, Variety is now picking out and out of pulling tweets and viable news articles. She said, James Cameron's inability to understand what woman, Wonder Woman is or stands for to women all over the world is unsurprising as, as though he is a great filmmaker he is not a woman. <laughs> in in uh, the Guardian, the, this actual article goes and goes on further than what he said. Um, Wonder Woman is so misguided. She's an objectified icon. Um, he's not kind of blah blah blah. In response, Jake also referenced Cameron's past praise of her film Monster, in which Charlize Theron won an Academy Award for it for mm-hmm. Best Actress. For her gritty impersonation of his interpretation of a serial killer, uh, she says he praised my f- my f- he his praise of my film and our portrayal of a strong yet damaged woman was so appreciated. But if a woman, but if women have to always be hard, tough, and troubled to be strong, then we aren't free to be multi-dimensional or celebrate an icon of women everywhere because she's attractive and loving. Then we haven't come very far. She wrote. I mean. It's we we have we've fallen into this pit a couple times here at Geeksters. Yes, and I think in most geek conversations where, um, when they were making Wonder Woman, people would objectify her about her outfit. Mm-hmm. And my argument was, she's a gladiator. She's mm-hmm. a fighter. Mm-hmm. You don't want her in pants because she she would have to have a range of a range of motion. Mm-hmm. Case in point, and the actual Wonder Woman movie. She's wearing a Victorian era dress that she rips because she can't. She's like, how can you move in these things? Right. So clearly, a short skirt, boots is most effective for her. Bustier, I don't know. Maybe it's again range of our motion. I don't know. Like no one bitched when um, three hundred had three hundred had spandex, spandex and capes, capes. or um, Kurt Russell, not Kurt Russell, <laughs> Russell Crowe was wearing a skirt for Gladiator. Yeah. And a chess piece. Or, char- no, he had like a... Uh, or any hero in the Gladiator realm. Yeah. You know, so I don't really think, like, you can still be beautiful and still be tough. 
Like, I the thing seems to be like Cameron thinks that to make a good lead woman heroine, she's got to be in pants and she's got to be gritty. She's got to be troubled. It's like you don't have to be. You can be, but same token. She, you want her to be beautiful. Like people bitched. I when I said I wasn't bitching about Gal Gadot being pretty, mm-hmm. I was bitching about her being too skinny for my taste. Yeah, you know, I think she's gorgeous now. She did. I thought she did a good job at right. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she, you know, she wouldn't be my first pick, but you know, we go, who would be your first pick? I don't know. Like I don't. Somebody else. Like that would be like <laughs> somebody else. I was like at the time I was like I need to see I need to see the movie I saw the movie I love the movie I think it's great yeah. you know I think she did she actually felt like Wonder Woman her presence made me feel like that's what Wonder Woman should feel like when she's in a room yes you know if it was Melissa McCartney being in the outfit I'd probably be like I can't believe they picked her to be Wonder Woman but whatever like you know I just I, yeah, you also go too like 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 the time period it wasn't like a modern day telling of a story too I mean like right. like Wonder Woman's was based in well supposed to be based in World War Two, but it's based in World War One. <laughs> so you go, okay, the 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 fashion of the time and the way that that they dressed was right. maybe like that way. Like you, you know, it's not like you know that you see women they didn't have pants back then. Right, like, like that was like a a strict uh, like no no in a way in the fashion world of of any woman. Like so, like to have her in a gladiator skirt and and bustier was kind of like. Maybe fashion of the time, you know, kind right. of thing. And plus the fact that she lived in Thamascaria. Thamascaria was based off of old Roman times. Right. You know, like they never really modernized themselves. They were still based off of, a, yeah. you know, a, a time where, you know, like they thought dragons and, and the mon- sea monsters were real. Right. You know, kind of thing. You mean they're not? <laughs> Wait, what? No, they're all dead now. What? <sighs> <laughs> we killed them all. <sighs> Kill my buzz, man. Kill my buzz. <laughs> I, I just it's it's weird to kind of when when I always like it when two famous people argue. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. it's like it's like Cameron's coming from one perspective, and I can kind of see his argument because from a certain perspective, from his perspective, by creating a woman like Sarah Connor who was flawed, and in order for she in order for her to become a hero, he believes that. A character should be fall should be a good character arc has a character at the low point and be able to rise above their own their own personal faults to mm-hmm. be able to become a better person. Mm-hmm. In Sarah Connor's case, it was she's being hunted for something that she hasn't done yet or something that she will do, and she learns how to be a fight and to be a survivor to live that kind of life. Mm-hmm. Where Wonder Woman has none of that. She's basically like, hey, prom queen you know mm-hmm. like she you're already British. you're beautiful you're a princess you have everything like there's where do you grow as a character mm-hmm. i think they did it pretty well in wonder when she found her calling yeah in that movie so i, I kind of see patty jenkins side i'm like well yeah she's beautiful but she's wonder woman she's supposed to be right like she doesn't need to have a scar across her, fa- her face and going oh i'm wonder woman right. you know that's so truth you find me pretty you know, like, <laughs> that's the truth. Does this dress make me look fat? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know it's, wow. it's none of that. It's it's like she walks into a room and people are like, oh, she's pretty. Yeah. And she's important. She holds herself high. She doesn't, you know, she just radiates a, a calmness about her. Yes. You know, what do I know? 
Anyway. Why well, now? Like, I'm a guy. I, I, I always, when it comes to, I take a really, I would say an average common sense argument when it comes to any kind of, I'm a middle-aged heterosexual white male. Uh-huh. I'm always the bad guy in every argument. Yeah. Especially when it comes to feminism or race issues or, or anything like that or religion issues. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. I, with the moment I open my mouth, it's like, dude, you don't know nothing. And I, you're right. I don't. So I'm like, I always take a stance of, what are you going to do? Right. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't like having these kind of conversations because no matter what, I'm still a single, I'm not a single, I'm still a straight heterosexual white male. I'm the villain. Always in an argument. Okay. I'll never be able to win any kind of argument. It's not even a bad argument. You can't even sometimes have a discussion about stuff like that. Well, the only thing that bothers me about those kind of discussions when we're wrong is the fact is, is that, like, it's not our fault. Like, just because we are those kind of people, I'm not lumped with everybody else who are right. like that. You know, like, the, 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 those people. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm... Those people. Those people. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I like like I try and make stances for for equality for a lot of different people sure. and stuff like that. So you, 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 you tend to want to be a part of that like group, but you, they always look at you like, well, you're a white heterosexual male. Like you're, 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 you're wrong. And all you're part of the problem. Yes. But, 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 but I don't, I didn't care that Michael B. Jordan was, you know, the human torch. torch. I didn't care. Didn't bother me at all. That was <laughs> just, just as long as you can make a good connection between as long as, you can, as long as you can make a good Fantastic Four movie, <laughs> yeah, I don't no. care. I don't care. You can have it can be the. They can be all Indian for all yeah. I care. Doesn't matter. So if it's a good story, it's a good story. Yeah, I, the, to me that's the problem. Is like for me, it's I don't I don't know. I guess because I am the heterosexual white male, it's hard for me to see the other side of everything because of my station in life. Mm. But to me, like when I see a movie, I don't look at the person who's there. like Idris Alba. I knew Idris Alba was going to be in the dark tower, but I also know the character in the book isn't an African American. Mm. Well, actually African English because you know, it's, he's not, he's British, you know, mm. so he's not even African American. <laughs> be technical. <laughs> but he's a damn good actor. Yeah. He'll suck me into a story by his acting ability. So it doesn't matter what the color of his skin is because if the story's right, and his acting's right, you lose yourself into that character and you try to put yourself into that character's shoes and feel the emotion that that character is going through regardless of race, religion, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, if it's done right. Yeah. You know, if it's not rubbed in your face, like, you know, like some movies will be like, look at me, I'm this type. And you go, okay, you're falling down the stereotype hole. Like, you know, yeah. it, I don't, it's just, it's just weird because I always feel like whenever I see like, they talk about the whitewashing problems in, like, you know, Iron Fist. Like, oh, you know, they could have written, they could have made him an Asian character. And I'm like, but if you made Iron Fist an Asian character who's really, really good at kung fu, isn't that feeding into a stereotype? <laughs> like, I... Yeah. I, mean, I, I was just like, but... But he's, he's, he's what? He's a fish out of... St- he's a fish out of water no matter where he goes because he's a man of both worlds but yet master of none. Right. And if you let him be a certain type of character, then that kind of might negate his purpose of that being that character. Right. And again, falling into a stereotype, like, oh, because he's Asian, he, knows, he must know Kung Fu? Right. Like, you know, I knew a bunch of Asian guys. They were good at math. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't throw a punch worth of shit. Like, <laughs> 
you know. Um, but speaking of on the cutting room floor, Ed, yes, not really Ed, but no segue there. Um, uh, there's the Han Solo movie, yes, coming out. Okay, now there is an actor who I particularly like, Michael K. Williams. Mm-hmm. He's um, from. I saw him first on The Wire. He's the guy with the little the cross, the, the scar across his face. Mm-hmm. Usually plays a gangster or a bad guy of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, he is on, he's been cut from the Han Solo movie. Wow. Completely. Now, it's not for bad acting. It's because he couldn't make the reshoots. Because Ron Howard has stepped in. Right. And, you know, as with most movies, as we found like Justice League, they're, they bring, another guy comes in to try to finish out the roles. Mm-hmm. He um he's spoke to Deadline, and this is what happened. Basically, he mm. said uh, the re- the production was being forced to cut him out of the movie. Uh, when Ron Howard got hired to finish the film, there were some reshoots issues that needed to be done in regards to my character, in order for it to match the new direction in which the producers wanted Ron to carry the film in, and that would have required me on a plane a month ago in London to Pinewood to do reshoots. But I'm here on location in Africa. It's scheduling. I'm not going I'm not going to be back on the market until the end of November after Hap and Leonard, which is the, the movie or TV show he's working on. Mm-hmm. And for them to wait that long for me, that would have pushed back the release date, which I believe is in May of 2018. So they wanted me now. I couldn't go, so they had to clip, clip, clip. You know, they, he doesn't seem angry about it. That's good. Which, uh, you know, it's part of the business, uh, yeah. I think. Um, of course, they go on to say, like, back in June, seemingly out of nowhere, directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller were let go from directing the film. The reasons why are still murky, but the consensus seems that the movie they were filming was a little too goofy for the Star Wars brand. Say they were moved, and Lucasfilm hired Ron Howard. He's been set shooting and tweeting since the tail end of June. Um, the reason Howard took over production so quickly is probably because Disney really wants to film in theaters in May. Which means there's little time to spare. Right. So with things moving a mile a minute, it's probably easier for them just to count Williams' character, who must not be incredibly essential if he's being cut, rather than totally change his schedule to accommodate him. Uh, Williams is apparently a half-human, half-animal character in the film, and it's a performance that he's very proud of. He hopes that this unfortunate timing doesn't mean he can't come back to the Star Wars universe at all. He's like, I don't think that me not being in a Star Wars film is final, he told that deadline. I left with a very good taste in my mouth about the whole family, and I hope that I left a good taste in their mouth. They're a great group of people, the Lucas family. Um, then, of course, this people contacted Disney for possible comments, and we will update the story if it happens. Uh, the Untitled Han Solo movie, it, the Untitled at this time of this yeah. article, is scheduled for release for May 25th, 2018. Now, now, you do have the name of the Star Wars movie. Yes. <laughs> the Han, I, I, so I'm, I'm kind of curious... Of like you had you grabbed a couple of articles just in case, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure what your your schedule was this week because you I know you with your with your busy schedule and all how things would happen. So yes, I'm, I'm very hot commodity right now. Ed, apparently, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a girlfriend stuck in Texas who's giving me updates, and I have a work schedule that's just a load on my shoulders. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> you, you should be pleased that I took time out of my day to sit down and talk to you people. <laughs> I'm glad he's finally admitted it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. So 
what is the name of the Han Solo movie? Please don't tell me it's going to be the Han Solo movie. It's going to be like, that's really anticlimactic. What's the name of the Han Solo movie? It's called a Star Wars Story, The Han Solo Journeys. No way. It's the Han. No way. you got to be kidding me. The Han Solo Chronicles? No, it's the oh. Han, it's Han Solo, A Star Wars Story. That's it? That's it. That's, you're kidding. you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. No way. It's Han Solo, a Star Wars movie? Story. Yes. I literally joked about that 30 seconds to a minute ago. Yes. <sighs> They're not, now, they, again, now this is this is based off of information. Hold on. I'm sorry, because I just got this audio in my head from Arrested Development. I'm like, that can't be the name of the movie. There's Ron Howard Goat. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Joke was for me internally. I had to express it. <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been the Han Solo movie. Hey. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> Uh, An image has surfaced online which appears to show preliminary images for upcoming Star Wars-themed Lego products. Oh, boy. However, along the image of the toys is the catalog page includes with the official title card of the film, calling the movie simply Han Solo, A Star Wars Story. I will post this article after we post the right. the shows of the, the podcast, so you can so you can see it. There's an image, basically looks like a catalog, and it has the that square logo, and it says you know Han Solo in the middle, and it says a Star Wars story under it. You know, real small. You might as well just call it uh, the Han Solo Star Solo Star movie Star Wars movie hand job. <laughs> now, of course, this image posted to Reddit. Uh, even has a watermark stamped over a calling image preliminary. Right, so meaning they probably were like, look, we don't know what the movie actually is called. And it could be just a simple placeholder for before the final title okay, is revealed. So it could be like, you know, a Star Wars Han Solo. But I mean, they put a lot of money and effort into this kind of catalog that they're putting together sure. for this Han Solo thing. So it's it's it, it feels pretty, that's what it's going to be. See, I don't know. See, I'm, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm going to try to be the voice of reason here. Okay. And try. I'm, you know me, I'm always off the rails. Yes. Sometimes I have a, a nugget of useful information. It's Lego. Yes. Okay, Lego has the money to kind of go, look, look, this is what it's going to look like. We don't know what the title is yet, but when the moment we do know officially, we already have the spot where we're going to, we're going to put the thing in. Right. And we can get right on the line the moment we know. Mm-hmm. So it could really just be a placeholder. Right. It could just be like like the article says. I think that probably I just can't like I just I don't know if I want to see Han Solo a Star Wars movie. I just doesn't just doesn't roll off the tongue the way it should be. Like it should be like, you know, a Star Wars story, hand job. Or Star Wars story, the you know they could the, call the, it the, the they, Han Solo Chronicles. They could, they could call it the next two billion dollar movie, and it says Star Wars. I'm there. <laughs> it could be fuck you. It's another Star Wars movie. You're gonna see it anyway, <laughs> yes. and I, you're like, wow, that's that's perfect advertising. I'm gonna see it anyway. So fuck me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> a Star Wars story. Who cares? You're gonna see it anyway. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, just like, yeah, Star Wars story. That's it. <laughs> but going back to the other guy, the what was his name that got cut from the kind of uh, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Now, if I was Michael K. Williams, I'd be like, "Fuck this show! I'm on in Africa and flying to England." Because you think about it, you're going to be an action figure. You're, you're, he's probably still going to be an action figure just because he's on the cutting room floor. So he'll be in a deleted scene, and that, that character now is now be worth bank. Like, that's the first character I'm looking for when they do the line. But that's, well, that's, uh, that's the thing, and I don't I don't think you're going to see it. Like, back in the old days when, when Star Wars... Back in the, the old, old days, days. We're going to call the 80s or the 70s? <laughs> 80s. 80s. Oh, back in the 80s. When, when we, Coke was flying through noses left and right. When, when the early 80s, when you had the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, like, right. Star Wars, the first Star Wars, they had 12 <laughs> figures, remember? And it was a promissory note that you got because you, you couldn't right. get the figures right away because Kenner... Couldn't produce them fast right. enough to get them out there, so everybody got the cardboard standee and this note saying, "One day you're going to have these characters." <laughs> yeah, you know? I remember that. <laughs> Here, look at the picture. Eventually, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, when Empire came out, like they had characters flowing, and then yeah, Han, in, Han in his Bespin outfit, Han in his Hoff outfit. Han in his carbonite outfit, Han out out of his carbonite outfit, Leia with buns, braids, no buns, straight hair, Luke with hand, Luke with not a hand, Vader with a lightsaber, Vader just chilling. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chewie always looked the same. Yeah, and then, they, of course, they had like, they started expanding the universe when Star Wars and the Cantino, the right. Cantina characters and all that kind of stuff. So everybody had a fate, like everybody, I think Greedo, who was in the movie for like, what, five minutes, he got did, shot. You gotta have him, though. Probably the most popular character that was ever bought right. because... Then Boba Fett came along and it was like, oh, we need, if you're gonna have Boba Fett, you need IG-88, you yes. need Bosk, you need that other guy in that outfit from Doctor Who. You know, like, it was boss. That was boss. That was boss. Same one. It's just like, hey, there's another guy. Hey, there's all the the other four bounty hunters that stood there and said nothing when Darth Vader was it, telling them to go after Luke. The what do you call it? The Emperor's guards. Yes. dressed all in red. Fuck them. Action figure. Yes. Like <laughs> they put everybody. You know, they did everything. And now, like I think they tend to go. Well, we don't have Kenner anymore. Kenner doesn't exist. Right. You know, so we can't really. You know. Waste money, you know, throwing activated. Oh, see, I think, I, I think he, if he's going to be, let's face it, he's on a cutting room floor right now. That means bonus material. You get to see him. He got a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably had to sign some sort of uh, DNR. DNR. Do not. Didn't. Didn't. Would never designate some. Uh, some season. Some basically the confidentiality forms yes. to say like you can't talk shit about your character or anything that you've filmed. Right. Until after May, um, he's, he's half human, half animal. So there probably there might be a moment where he's on screen at a blink of an eye, not super cut, 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 but it might be like him, a background character, like as a, him, or like maybe he's walking into camera view, and he's in order to you need he might be like a blink, you blink and you miss him. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think you're gonna be completely cut unless you know if they digitalize and just. Digitalize them out, like yeah. rub, 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 scrub, scrub, scrub. I, I don't know. I mean, okay. I I think that that they're it's Disney still. Disney be like, yeah, you know what? We had this guy in this thing for about thirty seconds. Someone's gonna like him, you know. I I, I just I tend to disagree because yeah. Disney 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 knows how to hit the right marketing spots. Like they know how to spend the right amount of money. <laughs> 
to get what they need. And That's get, right. They get like three times or four times their investment back. That's because I got Scrooge McDuck doing my fucking books. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that it. guy knows how to turn a dime, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> turn a dime into $1,000. That's right. You see that vault three dives in? I can't dive in. I hurt myself every time I land it. I don't know how that duck skin guy be tough as fucking nails because he dives right in and swims in that shit. I jump in, break a fucking finger. <laughs> That gold is hard. <laughs> I broke a hip. <laughs> Asshole. But Scrooge McDuck, he just swims in it like it's nothing. <laughs> like it's water. Yeah. And he just I saw him once lay on his back, do a backstroke, and spit out gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> like it was nothing. <laughs> I was like, need that guy to do our books. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who could do a backstroke in a pile of coins... He's my guy. <laughs> he knows money. And nobody knows money like Scrooge McDuck. That's why I keep him real close to me. <laughs> I, I mean, he'll be on the lead scene. They'll probably be like, here's a cut scene. Well, Unless, that's the thing. I think they said that Lorna Miller has the has the right to do their own version of I, the I film. Guess, yeah, I mean, technically their, their version was technically done. Yeah, you know, so, so you could see that character, so he could become a figure in that maybe, in that sense. Maybe it's, it's, I can't see. I'm more interested in the marketing aspect now. Like you have Lord of Miller's movie, mm-hmm. which is done, but then you're going to have the Ron Howard movie, which is now being redone mm-hmm. and recut. Like I'm kind of like, do you think Disney would be ballsy enough to release the other version? No, you're right. You're right. They'll but, bury that fucker. So far, it, you, it, it's buried. It's buried deeper than the the holiday special, even the, and the original cuts of the film. Oh man, oh, that sucks. You 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 can find the ET game faster than you can find oh, with those. Uh, and they dug that shit up. That's right. <laughs> you ain't never gonna be finding this. Scrooge McDuck and his big pile of money. He only be able to swim down that deep. You're gonna find <laughs> half of before you find these find these guts. Yeah, I yeah, I'm just like, I mean, but as okay, as an actor, I would think that. I mean, you have to be somewhat kind of like, hey, look, you know what? Yeah, I'm on the cutting room floor. It's part of the business. He didn't seem to be pissed. I'm by saying, it. I'm like, like he's very gracious about it, and, right. I, and I respect I, that. Well, I do. I really respect that of an actor. Fuck you, know, you look, look, look. If someone comes in, he goes, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna put you into a Star Wars movie, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Oh man. All right, we do filming. You done? Well, guess what? We got to cut you. Not your acting. It's just that we need to do reshoots. You're off doing your other gig. We can't wait for you because we got a deadline. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going on vacation, guys. I got, I got to go back See, to England. I don't know. Like, well, it's that, Star Wars. Yes, it's Star but, but Wars. I, if, if the Lord and what's the thing that he, he Lord, Lord and Miller? No, no, the the show that, um, what's his face was in, is in. I think he's the lead character. Like it's, it's like if he says, you know what, guys, I'm on vacation. That show doesn't get made. Right. It's not like he's a. Oh, I'm a power bottle. It's not like he is. Uh, <laughs> you are so over, like all over the place tonight. It's not even funny. I'm I'm running on fumes. Ed. You're bouncing off at the walls. Uh, let's see. I'm looking, 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 looking. Throwing this quote right here. Um, Happen, Leonard. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that. So you you talk. But that's the thing. Like to me though, it's just like it's it's Star Wars. Like if they go, we gotta do reshoots. Look, I'm in the middle of a show here, but I'm gonna get out of it because it's Star Wars. Because you think about it, like this, whatever this show is or whatever this movie is, if it tanks. How shit, how you fucking feel if this show or this this thing tanks and you like a one season out of or one shot deal and it goes nowhere because the critics bombed it. It got, went nowhere in the theaters and kind of thing. And I was like, I had an opportunity to be in a Star Wars movie, had an action figure. People come up to me just to say, oh, I loved you in that Star Wars film. And they and, and I because I did. What was, oh. the, what was the name of the show that I can't remember now? Happen Leonard. Happen Leonard. Okay. Well, I- I, I hear you. Okay. Right, tell me tell me about Happen Leonard. Right now, the overview on IMDb is a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gets an 87%, and TV.com gives it 7.5 out of 10. Okay. The show's been filming, I think it's third season. Okay. <laughs> it stars Jane Purefoy from Rome in the following. Michael K. Williams. It's the second guy on the call sheet. Ed. Okay. <laughs> and Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. Right there, I'm like, oh, she's the hot redhead from Mad Men. I really like her. That's the woman that Stacy thinks should play Poison Ivy. I'm like, I'm going to have to check out Happen Leonard. I love looking at her. Like, okay. <laughs> um, starring a six-hour adaptation of novels by Joe R. Lansdale. Down on his luck after losing his job, 60s activist, activist ex-con Hap Collins can't help but listen when his seductive former wife, Trudy, for whom he still pines, resurfaces with promise of finding a sunken treasure in the Deep South. Joining the adventure is Hap's unlikely buddy, Leonard Pine, an openly gay black Vietnam War vet with a bad temper and little use for Trudy's feminine wiles. Soon enough, the simple get-rich scheme snowballs into bloody mayhem. (laughs) Episode 6 in Season 2 episode uh, aired in April 19th, 2007. 2017. Sorry, 2007. Where? Where where where, Where's the show? Um... If you tell me anything other than a major station, I, 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 I'm going to laugh. I mean, it's probably one of those, like, hey, it's on Hulu. Or right. It's, like, hey, it's on it's Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like. We're only, like, a part of the country is going to see this. I see. It doesn't really. Let's see more. First episode marched in uh, Network, Sundance TV. Sundance TV. <laughs> Deep, deep <laughs> cable. Oh. It's on season three yet, so I must be doing something. Deep, <laughs> deep cable. Yeah, because ten people liked it. Ten people liked it. So it's a hit on Sundance Channel. I'm going to check it out and see if it's on demand. I'm going to do that tonight. Okay. Stacy's away. I'm going to play. I'm going to look at Happen Leonard. I'm just, Please tell us about it next time within the show next week. I, I might have to. Yes. Because I'm curious. Because I'm like, all right. You know, all right. What do you say we call it a night? <laughs> a night. <laughs> 80, 80, 93% like this TV show, Ed. You know how, how many people of 93% it is? I don't know. 20. <laughs> Could be 10 for all I know. <laughs> That's the funny thing about percentages. They're never really totally accurate. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, 10 out of 10 people like it. You know, that's 100%. But the moment you go, okay, well, 93% people liked it. Okay, well, that could be, that means nine and a third of a person <laughs> that's right. liked it? Or uh, 93%. That's... Nine people gave it ten, five stars. One and person the, went, yeah, that's all right. 
three stars. You know, that's the funny thing about percentages are never as accurate as like, oh well, fifty percent of this people hated it. It's like, well, how many people did you interview? And like, how many people just like? Yeah, it's just saying like, I mean, you're talking Sundance Channel. Sundance, I think, has got some good stuff. I'm not, I, I'm I, not, you know, I really don't want to knock Sundance Channel. <laughs> but if you're going Sundance Channel versus Star Wars, I, I look at it as what's putting food on my table. Star yeah. Wars, Star Wars will put food on my table for a little bit, but Happy Leonard, second on the call, second on the call sheet. What was the name of Sylvester? <laughs> second, second, second on the call sheet. Um, Leonard, out of the hat. That's like that's like Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, I'm Hutch. Hutch. It's you know Abbott and Costello. I'm Costello. I'm second on the call sheet. I make a lot of money. There are people who's put food on my table, a roof over my house, my house, roof over my house, roof over my head. It's time I gotta. I, I, I the mouse has got to understand. Okay. You know. I, like, I, I I'm I'm you know if he made he made the wise choice. Sure. He did because he 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 he's got a series of three three season series. <laughs> it's a deep deep cable, <laughs> deep deep cable. Look, I would gladly have a show on deep deep cable. Did I don't you know, I, you know what? I, I would I would love to see our show go to deep deep cable. I'd love to see us on Sundance Channel. Sure, why not? You know what? I, I could have us do a table, like an interview type sure. of thing. Have stars come over, whatever, and we make back jokes. Do do whatever, you know, do our shtick for two hours right. or whatever, or an hour or whatever they give us, you know, for the show, or half hour, whatever. And, and you know, it'd be great. But it's just like if somebody went, hey, Ed, you you, you got a shot at Star, a Star Wars movie. Be like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a solo, buddy. I'd be like, him? Really? <laughs> I'm the fat one. Like, I'll probably be in a in a in a costume that nobody will see my face. They won't use my voice. They'll have a voice actor play my character. You're in but a hot I'm in Star. You're I'm sweating my balls off in Star Wars. Yeah, see the pudgy stormtrooper. Fuck you. That's me. That's <laughs> right. Star Wars money. I didn't say a line. Didn't say I want. Oh, because I got shot. <laughs> Big money. Re- residual checks like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I could do convention mail. <laughs> I just wrote my own ticket. I am Stormtrooper number 10. <laughs> I I mean, you got a point. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it would be kind of like, hey, good. I, you would be out of here so fast going, how's things? I can't talk. I have Star Wars deals to make. I'm getting scanned for my own character. That's right. Like, Ed, you were a Stormtrooper. You never took your helmet off. They're just gonna take an old stormtrooper and say, "Hey, you're stormtrooper number ten. Yeah, nope. I already got my skivvies on and everything. That's right. Like, <laughs> I got all the dots all over my face. I'm good. Like Ed, they're gonna do it when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you spent three hours in a mirror going boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> I, I'm just I love to prepare. <laughs> you walk in, they're like, "Hey, why'd you do that? I'm gonna scan my face scan. No, you're gonna wear the helmet, and we're gonna scan the helmet that's on your head. Oh." You're not going to see my face? No. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Is there a check involved? Yeah, it's a job. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm there. I'm sitting at a lonely table going, <laughs> Michael K. Williams going, you could have been him. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And on that note, <laughs> we'll call it a night. You're right. Um, well, thanks for listening, folks. If you do want to catch a show live, normally we're on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search on Aquanet and Radio on those apps. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And as always, if there's something you want to contact Ed on um, about, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Yes, let me know if you're watching this show. What was it again? Haven Leonard. Have, see, if you, if, you, if you see Haven Leonard, if you like this show, please let me know. Call, contact me at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. A-D at wordswithgeeks.com. Kiss my ass. I'm going to have a review on Happen Leonard by next week. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. <laughs> I am not. I just want to know if somebody's listening, watching this show. Okay. Because I like to know. I'm Maybe I'm wrong. You. I want to I prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong, <laughs> folks. You're going to get an email from a Happen Leonard fan, fan number one fan. <laughs> like, you're, it's going to be like misery. <laughs> Andy Wilkins is going to be sitting there going, I know I love Happen Leonard. That Leonard is so good. <laughs> How dare you, you stinky face, poopy head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it and be proud that, you know, that I was wrong. <laughs> but if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about or just want to say hello, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. We'll see you next week, folks. Push your button. Push your button. This is the reason why you're not getting a Star Wars gig. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I'm scared. Get him away. Hey, boo.